Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome back to the Defiant Spirit. I'm Baruch Levy, also known as B. I'm the creator of the Defiant Spirit and the Defy, your number, Enneagram system. We are in the midst of a series, podcast, video called At The Movies. And what I'm doing is I'm bringing all nine Enneagram types to you vis-a-vis movies or television characters. Why am I doing this? B, why are you getting so deep into, uh, you know, cinema to move in movies and the Enneagram? Because the Enneagram is an unbelievable, I think, unprecedented roadmap for how to, as Dr. Viktor Frankl says, stop reacting, to take back our power, to choose our response and respond in life. Stop being a victim of circumstances. Stop being yanked around by the chain, by everything and everybody. And so how do we do that? By understanding our Enneagram type, our patterns, and breaking those patterns, choosing our response. Well, you know, I can teach you all day long about theory, but the truth is, is it doesn't stick quite as much as when we experience it out in the world, and no better way to experience the Enneagram. Enneagram types, yes, extremes and caricatures, and, you know, some of them are over the top, but really brings home the the flavor of each of the nine types by looking at how they show up in the movies and television. So I encourage you not only to stick with me in the next few minutes, not that long, but then to take this slide, this um, picture infographic, and go watch some of these movies and go see this particular Enneagram type played out, whether it's a TV series or a movie. Um, So this comes from, this slide I'm gonna share with you, I'll just share it now, because we're doing Enneagram 3, The Achiever today, comes from my program, Defy Your Number, So this is one of 41 pages, I think, from the Defy Your Number program for Enneagram 3. So if you're a 3, you buy my program, you buy Enneagram 3, and you learn what your Enneagram type is, the 3, so that you can discover your number and ultimately defy your number, because that's what this is about. You are never a number. You are always the defiant power of the human spirit, as Dr. Frankel said, and understanding seeing these characters on the on the big screen really brings it to life so if you go over to defiantspirit.org you can um, purchase your particular type and if you don't know your type you'll purchase the whole package which gives you a test and will get you into your number but you can also just go through all these videos and say hey man that is me or that is my spouse or that is my kid it's fun and also take this with you Go do homework on it. Take this picture, print it out, and then watch some of these movies or try and figure out who they are. I'm not going to go through them all. I'll go through some. If you're listening and not watching, you can get this this infographic over at defiantspirit.org on the podcast page. Scroll down to the bottom, and I will give this to you, my gift to you. Okay. Now, Enneagram 3 is the achiever. If you haven't listened to the podcast or watched the video on the Achiever that I've done or the Wealth version with my friend Michael Feiner, 
Go listen to those after this, but Enneagram 3 is Hollywood. It is the performer. It's the quintessential actor. It's the winner. It's the prom king or prom queen or quarterback or head cheerleader, right? This, these are the good-looking people. These are the, you know, the, the winners in life. So when you see them in, um, in movies, quite often they are threes. Example, my favorite example, but just one of many, and obviously this is not an exhaustive list, Tom Cruise. Now, Tom Cruise is an Enneagram 3. He looks like an Enneagram 3. He acts like an Enneagram 3. And it's not coincidental that he basically only plays Enneagram 3s because let's admit it, he's not the world's best actor. But he's got his part down spot on because I think in some ways that's who he is. Though I don't think he's a, you know, jumping from buildings in real life and the spy like in, um, I just blanked on uh, Mission Impossible. But, you know, he's got that quality and that vibe. And every Tom Cruise movie is like essentially the same thing. It's like Tom Cruise in a plane and Tom Cruise in a car and Tom Cruise playing pool and Tom Cruise, um, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, always the same character. And that's that three. That's that somehow by the end, he's on top. He wins. Top Gun. So on here, you see Top Gun, Jerry Maguire, right? Um, I love you for the man you almost are. That was um, Renee Zellweger's line to Jerry because she saw the potential in him. Threes have tremendous potential. Like they just have so much potential, but they don't always realize it because they don't always fulfill their true potential. Now they may succeed, they may climb the ladder, but they're the ones that, you know, the saying was created for, I climbed the ladder of success to realize it was leaning against the wrong wall. So they'll climb, they'll climb, they'll climb. And oftentimes they'll get to the top, which happens in a lot of these movies, and they succeeded, they won the battle, but they lost the war, they lost the girl, they lost the, the mission, they lost the support in their quest for greatness. It's why my friend uh, Michael Feiner hates when I point this out because he's a three and I think he feels like I'm picking on his people. But reactive threes, unhealthy threes, and every number has the unhealthy reactive side. Every number has the responsive side. Um, but most white collar criminals, Michael, sorry, are threes. You'll get Bernie Madoff. You look at uh, God, I can never remember her name. Elizabeth Holmes. You look at Michael Milken. You just go down the list. All Enneagram threes. Why? Because white collar crime usually starts out as just fuzzy math, to quote George Bush. Um, doesn't usually start out as illegal. It just sort of grows in scope. And you can feel the threes when they're fudging the truth, when they're playing a role, when they're telling people what people want to hear. They're selling, and then they have to now back it up and fill it in and make it happen. And this is where they start to get into trouble. Or they just only see victory, only see achievement. So if you look at most sports figures who get caught cheating, they tend to be threes. You look at Lance Armstrong and Pete Rose and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, and um, the list goes on and on. They're not bad people. They, they're good people who just got their sights stuck on the wrong thing, the wrong outcome, and winning became everything, and they just start to lose their way. It doesn't mean they can't, you know, repent, return, come back, but 
they're the ones who do slip down that slippery slope. So most of these characters in here have a slippery edge along with the shiny, you know, polished version of themselves. So I'm looking at Jennifer Aniston, probably a three in real life. I actually don't know that much about her, um, but I do know that um, her character in Friends, not Monica, you know, I know, I blanked. Um, not Ross, Ross married her. Man, it's hard doing this on the spot. But Jennifer Aniston's character, and I know you're yelling at the microphone right now and you're going to email me. That's a good little bonus. Email me Jennifer Aniston character's name. Anyways, um, she is all three. She's a you know, shiny penny. She's lots of image and she gets herself into trouble in that show around image and she needs to go deeper. This is the work of the three to go deeper, to be authentic, to be real. Now, when she's real in the show, she's quite endearing and she's as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside, which is often the case with threes. They need to see their inner beauty, not just present their outer beauty. But it can go the wrong way too. It can go down a ugly path. You look at uh, was it Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, right? Like, so badly wants to win. Actually, as I'm not saying that, I think he might be an eight because he's just a little too pissed to be a three. Threes tend to not present that anger nearly as much as that competitive edge comes out and they present a, a false front. So um, there's a superhero movie in it. I can't even remember what it's called, The Boys. And I have no idea what the guy's name is, but he presents, um, he's so the blonde hair in the middle, I don't even know his real name, but he um, presents in the TV show when uh, the cameras are on him like he's a good guy, but behind the scenes is a bad guy. That's a little more sort of the shadowy three because threes are super image conscious. They always know what they look like. They know how they're presenting. They know what it takes to succeed. So they're a quintessential kind of politician and player and salesperson and manipulate so that they come out on top. Lots and lots and lots of threes. Here's a quintessential three, three-ish era, three-ish character, three-ish um, profession, Mad Men. Certainly the profession back in the, was it the 60s? This really... Um, um, shallow, surfacey, you know, don't go too deep. And, you know, Mad Men just has this three vibe all throughout. It's been a while since I watched it, but a very three dominated culture, right? Winning the account, winning the business, winning, you know, making money and getting to the top and just this ascent. Um, the, the, was it the greatest showman on earth? I just blanked on his name, Hugh Jackman. Um, represents, was it um, Barnum and Bailey? I don't know. I forget which one it was, but the, the circus conductor, the performer, it's a true story, but he represents that at the center of the ring, um, the circus leader, right? Just kind of a, a showman, the greatest showman on earth. And so, and even if you watch that movie, you know, he, he struggles because his, his job takes him out into the world He's always on the road. He sort of leaves behind his family in the quest for fame. And he tells himself it's the right thing, but in the end, there's a selfishness to it. You also see it with, I just watched Ray Kroc's um, story, the McDonald's story played by um, 
Oh man, I'm just trying to do too many of these at once. And Michael Keaton. And you can see Ray Kroc and Michael Keaton playing that quintessential three out on the road, selling, climbing the winner, but in the process leaves behind or loses his kind of roots, his connection to himself. I think of what the Enneagram three sometimes, what a philosopher Will Herberg called cut flower syndrome. You know, you cut flowers, you put them into a vase, you give them to somebody. That's really performance, presentation. If you think about it, it's kind of sick and twisted a little bit. Like, I'm sorry that you're going through hell. I'm sorry that you lost a loved one. Here's some dying flowers so that they'll die on you and that you can watch them slowly die. There's nothing you can do about it because the moment we cut them from the soil, from their stem, they're actually beginning the dying process. And they don't look like that, but we're only going to worry about the surface, the beauty, the moment. And that's where threes can get into trouble. They got to get back to their roots, back to their soil, or else they can lose themselves. You see it with um, Caroline. She's at the bottom, played by Annette Benning from American Beauty. She is a really, I think, a good person who lost her way, who loses her way because she wants to climb the social ladder. She wants to sell houses. She wants to be recognized and famous and wealthy. And you can just watch her losing herself in that great, great movie. Um, next to her, Jordan Belfort, supposedly a true story, The Wolf of Wall Street, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a three, seems three, maybe he's a seven. Threes and sevens, by the way, are confusing um, because they're both got outward energy. They're both good on stage, in front of people, charismatic. The drivers are the difference. So threes are driven to succeed and sevens are driven to feel free, to be liberated, to have fun. And there's just different motivations, even if they look the same on the surface, underneath the hood, they're very different. So Jordan Belfort and um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and this is a movie of the 80s. I think the 80s, if I had to put a number on the 80s, or three, it was three America, Wall Street, 1980 something, where it was almost unregulated, out of control. Watch this movie. I have a friend who said it wasn't actually that far-fetched, which is terrifying because it's a terrifying movie. It's like scarier than like horror movies because it was real and it was like the worst of human behavior. I like the movie, but man, it did not give me hope about humanity. So, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street or um, the the Wall Street movie with, um, I think it was called Walt, wasn't it called Wall Street? Yeah, with um, Michael Douglas was the original and... He is, you know, the one who coined that phrase, um, greed is good, right? That capitalism undeterred is the greatest good in the history of humanity. I don't disagree with capitalism as good, but, you know, I call it conscious capitalism, capitalism with some restraints and, you know, some values and some structure. And that's true about the three, a three that has structure and, you know, um, checks it, has ways to check in good people surrounding them, not a bunch of yes men, not a bunch of cronies, adhering to the the, the system, not fudging the the numbers. That's what a three needs to succeed because the, the pathway forward for a three is called veracity um, in the Enneagram speaker, just truth and making sure that a three is constantly telling the truth. For a three, there is no such thing as a white lie. 
It is like a drug of choice for a three. When they start spinning the truth, playing with the edges of the truth, you can feel them slipping down the slippery slope. It's not true with all types. It's true with many threes. Who else are some threes before we wrap this up? Apollo Creed. Oh my God, like what a three. The guy is playing. I mean, I think what's his name um, actually is a three. I cannot remember all these names all at once. It's like my mind is going to explode. But um, you know who he is, Apollo Creed. And I do too. I just can't name him, but you'll send me an email. Apollo Creed plays that three. He gets himself killed in the Rocky series because you know, the three gets the better part of him, the performer, when he's not really qualified to fight Ivan Drago. And, um, but he's all about the show, the showmen. And you can see that quality in him. Um, I loved Friday Night Lights. Watched the whole series like 20 years ago or whenever it came out. And Smash um, Williams, I think his name was, up there in the Panthers football outfit. So he's definitely a three. You know, he's a. Uh, He's a big talker and big deliverer and makes things happen. Um, Will Smith. Now, Will Smith, I think he is a three who plays a three. I mean, you look at like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air going backwards or um, most of his performances, certainly Men in Black. There's this three-like quality, right? Threes look good while they're winning. So there are other types that can win, but threes look good while they're winning. Like it's part of the deal. And you can see it in Will Smith. Now you also saw it in real life where that, you know, slap heard around the world. I did a whole podcast on it, but um, Will Smith, I think, got caught up in a performance when he slapped Chris Rock. And um, I'm not sure. I don't think most of us could really tell which was the real Will Smith? Like, was this something he was doing because he wanted to? Did he do it because he thought his wife wanted him to? It was just really a weird moment where we couldn't really pin down who's the real Will Smith here. And I think that's part of the, the deal of a three. They Sometimes they are, they're slippery and they're hard to pin down, to nail down, to understand who they are and what they're doing. Now, there's a big range of threes, so some look stereotypical. Some are much more subdued and hard to tell, but by and large, they do have this kind of vibe to them that they are ascending. They know what it takes to get to the top. They will do and say, you know, what it takes when they are reactive. But when they're responsive, they get back to their core, their roots, their values. They um, draw heavily upon their um, their two wing to serve be a helper or their forewing to go deeper and to really become more authentic or they draw upon their lines that six much more of a loyalty they have a line with six or a, um, a line to nine which is a little more toned down so there's a lot of pathways to become responsive to stop being so reactive so you don't end up like the mean girls or draco or um, some of the you know the the more shallow versions but you have some really really great examples and quality people here who are also threes. You can go through and you can play the rest of the game, name that three, go watch some of these, um, go watch some of these movies and these TV shows to bring the three to life. Jump over to defiantspirit.org to get the other types for this series. And also you can then um, take your Enneagram assessment and you can get into your program to find your number. But if you're not ready, I have a free offering over there for you. It's called Nine Types walk into a bar and it's got 
essentially everything you need to know about each Enneagram type so that you can discover your number, so you can defy your number. And that might begin by playing Name That Three. I will see you in the next podcast or video, Enneagram number four. And if you want this slide, don't forget, jump over to defiantspirit.org. In the podcast section, you can download this infographic. Until next time, defy your number, live your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your fine spirit.